Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategies. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. I think you guys should be super excited about this podcast today because today we're going to talk about forcing your wealth up. How does that sound? Doesn't that sound really fucking exciting? Or, oh, no, no, let's do this. How about I, what if I came out of podcast with this? Hey guys, uh, wealth takes, you know, 40 years to build. It happens really slow. You know, by the time you're 65 or 70, 75, if you just keep putting a few hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars a month into a, index fund you can you know eventually about when you hit 65 you can enjoy your money and at that time statistically there's pretty good probability that you could be dead and maybe that your health won't be all that good and like how does that sound like you guys that's like the traditional bullshit that we're like fed so today i'm here to disrupt your thinking and what mainstream says is the way to invest and we're going to force your way into a high net worth at a young age. I like it. It's exciting. First off, I want to tell you what wealth really is. Okay. Now wealth is of course, monetarily, it is net worth, right? It is multiple streams of income, but I'm going to tell you this. Okay. Kara just says last night, she said, Hey Jack, we're doing date night tomorrow night. Okay. We're going golfing. I'm like, yes, you are the best. This is the best wife I could possibly get. She she wants to go golf with me on Friday nights. Now she does. She she prefers nine holes. I like eighteen, so she's kind of kind of got out the second nine. Other than that, she watches college football, college basketball. She golfs with me. She's super hot. She's uh, patient with me. You know, like I I need somebody patient. That's well okay. And then we're gonna go out and have a nice little steak dinner afterwards at this restaurant on our on our one of our favorite courses this is going to be a great night so i'm super jazzed up now let's talk about forcing up your financial wealth so there's three ways that you guys can that we all can have available to us to be able to create wealth there's one that requires some luck there's one that takes a lot of patience and there's one that takes aggression so here's the first one that takes luck you can inherit it Okay. That does happen for certain people. You know, baby boomers are going to be passing on a huge chunk of wealth over the next several years as they pass on their wealth. They control an enormous amount of the wealth. So that's got to go somewhere, right? I mean, they can't take it with them. So it's going on to their heirs if they have them or wherever they decide that they want it to go, but it's going to get passed on A big chunk of wealth is going to get passed on to the millennial generation over the next decade. So if you're lucky, great. If you're not, what else do you do? And even if you have wealth coming your way, I definitely would like, I would much prefer to kind of build my own. And because as Jim Rohn said, it's not give a person a million dollars. It's really not all about like having the money. It's the person that you become in building the money. So what you have to go through, what you have to learn, the the experiences that you have to um, endure, it's just the person that you become by building 
a million or a multi-million dollar net worth. It's not so much the money itself. I think a lot of people would say, bullshit, just give me the fucking money. I want the money. I don't care about the person that I become, but they're missing out on the big picture. Okay. So then the next one, you can do it passively over time by slowly and steadily reducing your expenses, increasing your income, taking that in those investable dollars and buying assets like stocks and crypto that you have no control over and just steadily plotting, being patient for the most part, that process for the average person takes multi-decades to be able to do. Unless you're a super even if you're a high earner, let's think about it this way. Even if you're an employee who earns a million dollars, okay, it's still not that quick of a process to build wealth because 50% of that is going is getting taxed right away. So there's 500 grand off the top. And then out of that, I mean, you're going to live a typically going to live a pretty extravagant lifestyle. So typically, you know, even if you had a hundred thousand to invest. I mean, it's still going to take you some time to get there. Now you're going to get there a lot quicker, of course, but it's just not that easy of a process, no matter what. And then the third way is that you can actively and quickly force it up. So if option one is out and you aren't that patient like me, like I'm not patient at all. I I don't want to wait until I'm 65. If you guys caught my drift on that little first little kind of rant, then option three is your best bet. And how do you force your wealth up? There's two ways. Okay. It's Robert Kiyosaki explaining rich dad, poor dad. You force your wealth up by starting a business and investing all into that. And as that business grows its cash flow, your net worth also grows as all businesses are valued based on their earnings. Okay. Even stocks. They're largely valued based on their earnings. What's earnings? Earnings is, is essentially net income. Earnings is the money that's left over after all expenses are paid out. So a company that makes a million dollars in revenue, okay, that's not their earnings. If they pay out 900000 in expenses, such as employees, um, cost of goods, what else? Like advertising, marketing. Uh, cost of capital, debt, you know, debt payments, all of those things that factor into that add up as you're growing a business and operating the business. So they have a hundred thousand left over after the million in sales. That's a hundred thousand in earnings. And that's how a company is based there. That's what their valuation is based on. Now, how do companies get valued? Well, a lot of companies, like publicly traded companies, they get valued at a much higher multiple than a private business does. I don't really understand why. I haven't done a lot of research on that. I know that, you know, a lot of them are, you know, traded at a 10, 15, some even crazy high multiples like over 20. So that means that the valuation of the stock, let's say so in this example, if there's a hundred thousand dollars in earnings, then it's a 10 times valuation, uh, then that stock would be totally worth a million dollars. Okay. So that's pretty, that's pretty high. Most private businesses are valued somewhere along the lines of about a three times multiple, maybe up to like five to where you could sell your company. For example, at this case for, if you, if you have a hundred thousand in earnings, you could sell it for $300,000. Now, 
there's a lot that goes into valuing private businesses. I'm not going to really do a deep dive on this today uh, because I don't think most of us are going to be selling our private business anytime soon. <laughs> um, however, you do have that option and it does count towards your net worth. If you have $100,000 in this scenario in earnings, okay, if you have a company that has more automated, like it doesn't it doesn't really de uh, depend on any like one person uh, such as you, for example. And it's a lot more of a, like a recurring revenue type business where the money just keeps coming in through subscriptions or consumption or just automated payments. Then that company has a higher, typically will get a higher multiple. So like more like a five X type multiple. So in this case, you know, that company would have a $500,000 value. Now, if you have a million dollars in earnings coming in, now you have a three to five times multiple where you're making, you know, your business is worth 3 million to 5 million. Okay. That's pretty exciting. So this is why I love taking a business, forcing the value up by my like active nature, my aggressive nature, impatient nature, and then I'm in control and then I'm in the driver's seat. Okay. So then I can force the valuation of my net worth up through aggression, through activism. So once you got this concept down, now you guys can start thinking a little bit differently about investing back into your own business versus investing into other people's businesses, AKA stocks. I'm not totally against investing into stocks. I just don't think that it should be 100% of your portfolio, like what most people, you know, are are recommended that they do. I would take like 10%, 20% of your revenues, your earnings, and start putting it into other people's companies as you start to grow your net worth. But I would say you want to focus initially as you're growing, you want to be all in. You want to be focused in on your own business. Why would you invest into somebody others, somebody else's business when your business needs that those funds? Your business needs that reinvestment. Your business needs that capital. Your business needs marketing to expand. Your business needs maybe a new brick and mortar location. That's where you got to start thinking, where can I redeploy this money to get the fastest return? And typically it's with your own business where you're in the driver's seat. You're in control. When you give your money up to somebody else and invest into somebody other's company, you have no control over the outcome. It's a lot harder and a lot slower process. Okay. I shouldn't say it's harder. It's easier to just invest in somebody else's business. It's a lot slower to make that happen. And that requires a lot of patience. So once your earnings of your private business grow, you have, and it's, it's, it starts to become substantial, you have options then. And typically, you know, what you want to consider doing to continue forcing your net value of your net worth up is then you buy properties, okay, and you can fix them up or repurpose them and you force the value up by forcing your wealth up versus buying and praying. Wow, pretty exciting. So this is how I built a very large net worth by age 43, even with a ton of mistakes along the way. Now, what you guys got to also understand is you have to understand what you're made of. What's your personality type? I'm not patient at all. I'm a, I have an aggressive nature. Like I want to be I want to be in the game. I love making deals. 
I love sales. I love marketing. Okay. I love being in the game. So instead of just buying an asset and waiting for it to go up, go up over a long period of time, you know, I buy assets and through my actions, I force the value up. So if, for example, my father, he is a very patient, patient person. He's not aggressive in nature. He doesn't get want to get involved in any type of business. He was a professional for his entire life. He was great at what he did. Arson investigator. So he essentially tried to figure out when somebody's house or business, you know, was went on fire, whether they did it on purpose or it was accidental. So then they could deny the claim or they could process the claim if it was legit. He was very good and skilled at what he did. He wasn't a high earner. He, he did well, but he wasn't a high earner. So for him, you know, his best strategy was investing into other people's businesses. And he's very conservative, very frugal. He can just steadily plod along patiently, doesn't really, you know, doesn't really care that much to create wealth early at a young age. We're just two cut to like totally different human beings. That's not my that's not my style at all. Okay. So that's what you got to also kind of keep in mind is what are you made of? Like, what's your personality type? What do you think is going to be best for you? If you're very conservative, you're an employee, you're a, a decent earn, earn wage earner, but not a high earner. You're pretty conservative. You just don't like a lot of risk. Then that's probably just dollar cost averaging your way over the course of time. Market goes up market goes down, whatever the case, you just continue buying, buying, buying over every you know month over the course of many years. I think undoubtedly at some point in the future, it could be multi-decades, but you're going to have some wealth accumulated for sure. So it just depends. How do you want to kind of play the game? Each one works. There's, there's definitely more than one different way to build wealth. But my philosophy and opinion is that if you want to do it at a young age, retire young to fire, what are they calling it? Fire. I'm, I'm on social media. Am I too old to say fire? F-I-R-E is an acronym. Fire is an acronym for financial independence, retire early. If you want to fire, then I think your best bet to do that is building, hyper-focusing on your own business, driving that cash flow up and the earnings up. And then taking the excess cash flow and investing into cash flow producing assets and forcing the way up, forcing those valuations up with your actions. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.